morning, folks. This is Robert Wilson with Caring Counseling. You have to think better in order to live better. Starting a new series today on relationships. Relationships. And uh, before I go into the dynamic of relationships, I'm going to go into the cohesive force that keeps all relationships, Christian relationships together, right? And that is love. Love is like glue. So we are going to talk about love today. So what is love? Remember uh, there was a song, uh, I think it was by Foreigner, and they said, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me, right? They didn't say, I want you to tell me. I want you to show me. There's a great scripture, Romans 5, verse 8. And God demonstrated his love for for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What is a sinner? A sinner is an enemy of God. So while we were yet enemies of God, Christ died for us. So what is love? What is love? And I'm talking about Christian love because the world's version of love clearly is maladaptive. But the Christian love is unconditional. It's a commitment. It's a commitment to want the highest good for someone. Right? There's no jealousy, arrogance, bitterness, revenge, evil, or anything like that in love. It's the highest good. And the entire New Testament is essentially about uh, Jesus' love uh, for this community of believers that are going to spend eternity with him. So love is the highest good. It's a commitment, a commitment that one makes. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Those are fleeting. Because if it was an emotion, because emotions are uh, vacillate, you would be loving someone, then you wouldn't. Loving someone, then you wouldn't. No, it's actually a commitment that you keep regardless of the other person. In fact, love is dependent upon the person who is doing the loving, not the person who is being loved. So it's an active uh, uh, verb there. When we start talking about loving, it's something that you're doing active. The person who's being loved can be passive, because they don't have to do anything back to desert, to to warrant that unconditional love. God, as I said, God gives us unconditional love without us doing anything. In fact, with us being immersed in evil deeds, right? Uh, as I said, sin is evil to God. So love is dependent upon the person that's doing the loving not the one that's being loved. It's got nothing to do with merit, 
deserving, undeserving. No, it's everything to do with the person being loved. And we, we know that Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies and pray for those that spitefully use us, right? I mean, a lot of Christians in the church would say, well, I'm not going to allow someone to use me, right? That is not being used in terms of divine love. Divine love continues regardless of the actions of the person being loved. The person doesn't need to appreciate it. The person doesn't need to do anything. The person just needs to be a person. That is it. Now, the Bible says that we love God because he first loved us. Our natural function as creatures was to be love for each other. Clearly, we know about the fall of mankind and Satan and how we do the opposite now of that because of our evil natures. But that was God's original plan. And life was to be all about relationships, right? That was the number one thing. You know, in counseling, I tell people that you've always got to remember the relationship is bigger than the issue. So no issue should cause the relationship to be severed because the relationship is the most important thing. That's where all of the value is. That's what's precious, the relationship, not the issue. And I know many of us get it the wrong way around, but it's the relationship. When wronged, love enables us to forgive because we've committed. We have committed, I am going to love you regardless. I am not going to love you because you are lovable. I am going to love you because it's a command from God that I love you. And I'm committing to that and I'm trusting God to enable me to love you. There are no ulterior motives in love. Love is transparent. It is transparent and it is exercised because of the imperative from God that we are to love others, right? Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. So this is love, not conditional, uh, not based on who it is, what has been done. This is divine love. And divine love conquers everything. It conquers hatred. It conquers greed, pride, jealousy, all of the sensual emotions that are 
tied to the Adamic nature, love conquers. Now there's a, a wonderful chapter in the Bible that Paul wrote, and it's interesting because he writes this chapter in order to have this church at Corinth have the correct perspective towards each other. There wasn't a lot of love going on in this church, virtually none. In fact, it was the the opposite communion. There were some people who were wealthy, who were getting drunk. Some people had nothing. There were other people that were bragging about their spiritual gifts. There was even a man in the church that was having a intimate sexual affair with his stepmother that was being condoned in the church. And so with all of this list of atrocities going on within the church, Paul writes this chapter, chapter 13. And we are going to go through this <clears throat> this week and uh, hopefully next week. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And so people were boasting in their spiritual gifts that they could speak in tongues and um, all of this and others could not. But without love, Paul is actually saying speaking in tongues does not mean anything, right? It's just noise without love. You are just showing off these are to be used in an environment of love. If they're not, they're not being used. They are being abused, right? So if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Verse 1 says, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. So it doesn't matter whether somebody has a spiritual gift of prophecy or uh, words of wisdom, knowledge, um, has great faith without love. It is just garbage. It means nothing. Because the intent is to be love. This is the character of God, the one who gives these gifts. So if these gifts are not utilized it, with the intent of love, then somebody is just performing, really. They, they are just tricks and don't mean anything. And so it's very important that the intent is love and that they are utilized in a loving way. They were bragging about their gifts in this church. Verse 3, if I give all 
I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So this is how God sees us. He sees us in love. He sees us utilizing love. The intent, the end game, everything is love. It starts and it ends with love, whatever we do. Not to get recognized, but because we are demonstrating the love of God. And love is demonstrative, right? So I am going to continue next week. In the meantime, tell others about this very, very important message to tune in. Love, I am going to say, is the basis of what we believe. So have others tune in next week and we continue this message. Thank you.